Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. So trail friends. Trail um, friends. Trail friends. These are friends you meet on, on the, the trails. trails. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is welcome to delicious dish. Welcome to the delicious dish. Today <laughs> we're talking about trail friends. Mm-hmm. This year for Christmas I asked Santa for a wooden spoon Ooh. and a funnel. Oh. Great for funneling. Great for funneling. <laughs> yeah. I have to say that there are times where we have been blessed to run into some people that have just been wonderful additions to our party of hiking. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love running into people on the trails. It's so much fun. Yeah. Making community, as they say. I love running into people on the trails because I'm a social being. So I you like are. making friends. You are. And meanwhile, I'm a creature of the night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lone wolf. No, we've had some you know, wonderful experiences bringing our own friends along on the trails and hiking with them, which has always been such a joy to oh, have yeah. like friends that are in our lives to join us on the trails. But there's something very special about meeting someone and having sort of this kindred softness. <laughs> 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 this kindred um, kind of like spirit to them, that is just sort of magic. Oh, it is magic. Bottle. I can think of some, you know, obviously we have our hiking mama friends from Canada right, that right. we met in Arches. Mm-hmm. There's Carrie and Casey yep. from Haleakala in yeah. Hawaii. Yeah. All ladies. All ladies, <laughs> right? We got some lady trail friends and we that's where do. it's at. And that is where it's at. Yeah. Nothing against the gentleman, obviously. <laughs> no. I mean, I feel like we made one. We, he, I wouldn't necessarily call him a trail friend, but trail acquaintance. What's his name from Grand Teton's? Oh, Miles. Miles. Mm, yes. Miles. <laughs> <laughs> trail acquaintance. Trail acquaintances. <laughs> Looking for adventure, I want to follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun There's so much to be done, and the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real, you can feel, you can open your eyes 
And open your heart when you gaze at the National Park. At the National Park. At the National Park. Follow you, I'll follow you there. We would like to acknowledge that while hiking in the land also called Glacier National Park, we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Blackfeet Nation and the Tanaha people. So when we last left each other, we had just finished hiking Avalanche Lake. This was after a day that was designated for the High Line, but unfortunately had a turn of events that didn't allow us to do the High Line the day prior, which was that we got a flat tire at 5 o'clock in the morning. To hear that entire story, please go listen to our previous episode, episode 74, all about Avalanche Lake. Mm -hmm. We sort of reorganized our plans and the High Line was on our docket for this day because we had sort of also set up some later plans in the week with Becky Lomax to do some hiking. So this was really the best day for us to do the High Line. And I think the weather was sort of the best that day too. Or at least that's what the the internet said. Right. That it was going to be. The High Line is a very popular trail in Glacier National Park, if not the most popular trail, Mm -hmm. because of the views that one gets from hiking the High Line and also how easily accessible it is from Logan Pass, which is sort of the center point. It's treated like the center point of going to the Sun Road, even though it's technically not not, at the center. It's a little closer to the east side than it is to the west side. The High Line is mostly a one-way trail, Meaning, in one direction, it's 11.8 miles. Right. And a lot of people do the High Line by starting at Logan Pass, hiking the entire thing, and going down the trail called the Loop. Some people make it a there and back trail for themselves, so the distance totally depends on how far you decide to go out. It's, I think, Wednesday morning at this point. It was a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday. <laughs> um, I think so. Sure. It was a we'll Wednesday. Wednesday. Because no, Tuesday. We... It was Tuesday because holiday Monday was when we oh, tried to get Oh, that's right. So Tuesdays. this was a Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. Tuesday morning, like our favorite store. Yep. We get up and we do our usual morning routine. Right. We're ready. Okay, we're going to do the High Line this morning. We got two new tires on the car. Let's go. Mm-hmm. So we drive up to Logan Pass and we arrive at Logan Pass at about 5.30. 30 a.m. we arrive and it is it's just fogged fogged in in fog right can't see your hand in front of your face Mm -hmm. kind of fog and i was like i don't think i want to go out on that trail hiking this trail (laughs) with this no visibility right we waited for a little while we did we did i mean i just like anxiously like tapped the steering wheel while you were like i'm gonna sleep for a little bit i'm gonna i set a little alarm i'm setting an alarm and don't disturb me before that alarm (laughs) that is definitely not what i said Mm -hmm. not what i said you held a paring knife to my throat (laughs) right like absolutely not Mm -hmm. let's talk about why you internalize things this way (laughs) right Mm -hmm. so we hang out in the car for a few minutes because we had got in a parking spot at Logan Pass. Early, folks. It's all about being there early. It was still about halfway full when yeah. we parked at 5.30. Yeah. And by about 5.45, it was entirely packed out. Yeah, yeah. The entire... And a lot of people were waiting because of the fog, waiting for it to lift. Not everyone was doing the High Line. Some people were just up there. Because yeah. there are other hikes that leave from Logan Pass. Right, like there Hidden are also Lake. S- like Hidden Lake. 
Also, some people just wanted to go to Logan Pass. Yeah, yeah. Or get a parking spot mm-hmm. at Logan Pass. There's also a tram system that runs through Glacier National Park on going to the Sun Road. It's very easy to access it, and there are different places to access it, and you could access it from Logan Pass. So we sit and we wait, and then finally, about, I don't know, 20 minutes later, yeah, 25 minutes later, the fog starts right. to lift. And as soon as it starts to lift, we decide... Yeah, to pack it up and let's go. Well, you were sort of like, I'm going to be a minute. And so like, I was like, all right, I'm going to go take some photos because the fog rolling out is really cool. So I went out to the wall, which kind of overlooks a lot of kind of the mountainous areas in the park that you can kind of see and took some photos with a lot of other people. And then by the time I got back to the car, you were all set. Because I had to put on my boots. I had to do the whole thing. I had to get, I had to put Aquaphor on my feet. You Mm -hmm. know, August. Yeah. (laughs) So so we get geared up and we cross the road from the Logan Pass parking area and there's a bit of a curving descent to the trail when you initially get on it. And it, we started at 6.10 a.m. Yeah. So it was early. There actually weren't, despite the amount of people that were up there, a ton of people on the trail initially. There were some people ahead of us and really we stopped to take a few photos because you're kind of in this meadowy area at first and then we continued on. Mike is also a gremlin this morning. <laughs> we continued on. He had water after midnight. <laughs> they fed me after midnight. Is that what it is? I yeah. thought it was water. If they get water on them, I think they also turn into gremlins. Okay, well, you got water yeah. on you too, apparently. Yeah. Unlike you, who would melt <laughs> if you got water <laughs> on you. Right. Exactly. So we, the first section of the trail, the first kind of major section of the trail is called the garden wall. And this is the part that is sort of panned as the scariest part of the trail. And I certainly was in my fears about this. Mm-hmm. Because you're on a rock ledge, literally above going to the Sun Road by about, I don't know, 300 feet or something. You sure. look down and there are all the cars. It's a total drop off. Yeah, it's a very sheer cliff wall. You wouldn't roll down. You no, would just fall. you would just fall to your yeah. death. And so <laughs> they have chains that go along the wall, but they put a garden, garden hose. hoses around the chains and... That's one of the stories we heard as to why it is called the Garden Wall because of these garden hoses. I have to say, Angel's Landing to this, if we're going to use like a comparison of what was where my fear level was, I feel like it was Angel's Landing more than this. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. 100%. This was sort of like presented to us like... It almost felt like the Kalalau Trail, and that's what I imagined, that part where you have and to be on And from what I've seen of the Kalalau Trail, <laughs> yeah. I think that Kalalau Trail is worse. Yeah. I went through it very slowly. Yeah. Because I felt like the very beginning of it from Logan Pass was not too bad, and I was like, well, it's only going to get worse from here. Ultimately, it didn't get worse. No. It was kind of the no. same the whole time. Yeah. However, but I was in my fear the whole time. Right. In dread. Mm-hmm. There was a moment we had to go around these women who were just standing there. They had come out a little bit just to see it, but they weren't planning on hiking the whole thing. I right. guess they had walked out with some people that were hiking the whole thing, and they were like, we're going to do a little of the garden wall, and then we're going to turn back. So they were against the ledge. Yeah. And so we had to go around them. They were not against the ledge. They were against against the the wall. wall. Sorry. For me, my fear level was very low. So I was just like, all right, pop around them. But you were like, I am going. You told me this. I'm going to hold the chain the entire way. You do what you want. But I am grabbing this chain the entire way. I did. I did. And so you had to like circumnavigate these women. Right. And as I was going around them, one of them grabbed my arm. Honestly, I wasn't prepared for that that morning. (laughs) I went, no, 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 thank you. I'm fine. Thank you. She was like, I was just, and I was like, I understand. I was like, I don't need that right now. (laughs) 
<laughs> was my reaction. Mm-hmm. I did. I had a moment with her and I was like, listen, I'm very sorry. I'm just very afraid right now. Yeah. I was like, I don't like being touched or pulled when that happens. And she was mm-hmm. like, of course, of course. So mm-hmm. we were able to talk it out. Said that. <laughs> no. If you listen to Angel's Landing episode, you'll hear it again. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking that about That was the now. moment I discovered that. <laughs> right. Honestly. Yeah. Was that moment. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So the garden wall didn't get any worse. No. It kind of stayed the same the yes. whole time. Nice and wide. Yeah. I'll say this. After doing the garden wall, way less fear. I'd rather walk the garden wall a hundred times before drive my car on going to Sun Road. Sure. I'll say that much. <laughs> um, that being said, obviously, if you have a fear of heights and this is something that's very real, this may not be the trail for you. May not. Because it is an, kind of like initially a very difficult section only in that it's very exposed. There is a big drop off. Just yeah, things to it think is about. those things. Yeah. Um, my fear mm. is less of heights. Well, it's not true. I don't love heights, but definitely a fear of ledges. Mm-hmm. And this was one of those, like, well, the ledge is right there the whole time. Right, right. Which is, I felt better holding onto a chain. Yeah, yeah. So after we pass the garden wall, mm-hmm. the landscape shifts and it kind of stays the same for a long while yeah. here, which is there's a slope up to the right. And there's a slope down to the left. Yep. And as someone, you know, with a fear of ledges, this did not feel like a ledge. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, if I tripped and I started to roll down this hill over the left, I'd definitely be able to catch myself. Sure. You know, before I ended up on going to the Sun Road. We both had our hiking poles with us on this day, too, just yeah. knowing that it was going to be a long day and we would need them. So, yeah, you could have definitely staked that into the ground. I mm-hmm. certainly could have. Mm-hmm. Certainly could have. In this first leg, we were booking it. I remember our pace was, I'd say it wasn't a gentle pace. It was the kind of swift pace. No. Because. Yeah, it was definitely, well, I was in front. So that was Well, you were in front, certainly. (laughs) And also it was relatively flat. Yes. It's like an up and down, right? There's, There's, yeah. Later on in the trail, it changed. But at this point, it's sort of a relatively flat up and down. Right. But we were really booking it. Yeah. Because it's kind of at this time essentially acting as a one way trail. Right. There's and no it was one kind of like from, one flow yeah. of traffic happening. And so you just had to keep up. Sort of like when we did Angel's Landing. We were right. there early enough. We didn't have to hit, you know, anybody coming back the other way. And so it was just kind of a lot of movement. At this point, I was taking photos stopping here and there because I was a little ahead of you. There was a pretty decent size train of people behind us. Again, this is a trail to get to early because it is, is so busy yeah, and so it is popular. So, so busy. Yeah. So popular. Yeah. And long. And very long. Yeah. And very long. There's nothing about this that's not long. <laughs> right. And won't take the majority of the day. Yes. As we were walking, I could sense that there were, you know, certainly people behind us. I could hear them. And I noticed that there was someone behind us consistently. So I engaged. Yes. This was a hiker. Her name was Sam. Mm -hmm. And as we were chatting, it quickly became clear that she was solo hiking. Right. She was like, you guys are keeping an excellent pace for me. Her energy was so wonderful and friendly and lovely and Mm -hmm. warm. I was like, oh, she feels like, you know, people I know already. Yeah. Right. Instantly. And so we're chatting and then what gets revealed? So we're talking and we're like, oh, so what do you do? And she's like, oh, I'm a teacher. And I was like, 
me too. You were like me as well. And yeah, we we're like, well, how, how was your last year? Yeah. <laughs> and this was like, well, let's commiserate on how hard it is to teach in a pandemic yeah. and yeah. how criminally undervalued and underpaid educators are. Hint, hint out there for all of you lawmakers that listen to our podcast, That's which I'm right. sure there are many. But um, seriously, so we talked about that. She was a biology teacher and we're like, oh, so where do you live? And she's like, I live in a town called Pensacola in New Jersey. And we were, and like, we're like, shut, shut up. up. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. Yeah. And so we were like, OK, well, we're friends now. But period. The, cr- the crazier thing is, is that my friend owns an artist space and coffee shop in the town near Pensac and I was like do you know of this store and she's like oh my god I go there all the time and so it was like and I know your friend like it was just like weird kismic yep. there you go like and that's synchronicities yeah and that is how it goes that is how it goes yeah I was very inspired by her and I feel like I, I want to share this detail that she shared with us which was she was on a solo adventure yeah. across the country she was making it all the way to Mount Rainier and she was meeting her husband there her and husband they're good friend is sort of a like drop in drop out hiker yeah whereas Sam is like a very dedicated loves hiking hikes all the time yeah just saying everybody you know what if you are a hiker out there your romantic partner doesn't have to be the same kind of hiker you are truly so yeah they were meeting friends out in mount rainier Mm -hmm. and she was making a bunch of stops in the way and glacier was one of them yeah and she was actually she was like this is it i'm doing this trail and then i have to hit the road essentially yeah and then she had like a deadline to meet we were like we can't believe you're gonna drive (laughs) after doing this hike she's like yeah that's what i have to do yeah so she had already made peace with that. Yeah. But talk about that feeling. We talked about it with Grandma Joy and mm-hmm. Brad, that feeling of instant family. Yeah. That's what we felt here. Yeah. Oh, totally. 1, instant 000%. family people. Mm-hmm. We continue along on the Highline Trail. And there are times where the Highline Trail feels like you're going through forests. There are trees up on both sides. Sometimes it, yes. But it's mostly it's openness. Open, open woods. Yes. Yeah. Few times, because I remember when we, when I first started talking with Sam, there were a little bit of trees over us. Mm-hmm. So it is a mostly open trail, but occasionally there are trees on either side. Right. There's also areas of moraine and gravel that you have to kind of hike through as you're going along the trail. But mostly it's very open, kind of like, verdant grassy fields honestly this is a trail that like the photos you just have to live it to experience how beautiful it is because there are a few trails where you get these sweeping views and there are just mountains all around you and it's just it is peaceful we're in like the shadow at this point. So we're layered up because it is cold. Watching the sun hit these peaks as it was coming up was so cool to see the light change across the surface of everything. So It's yeah. sort of like hiking <laughs> through one of those giant, vast sweeping views. Yeah. Like it's like you're inside of it the mm-hmm. whole time. That's what the Highline Trail is. Yeah. Versus like some trails are like... You know, you got to go through woods. You got to get through to get to a place yeah. where you sort of see everything and yeah. experience everything. You're in it inside of it the whole time. Yeah. It's all around you at yeah. every moment. Yeah. Apparently from the Highline, you can see some glaciers across the way. Glaciers in Glacier National Park are alpine glaciers. They're at the top of mountains. Also at the top of mountains are just other snow fields. It's true. And so it's really hard to tell what's the glacier and what's not when there are snow fields around. 
we took a lot of photos. So we definitely saw those glaciers over across the way. Oh, yeah. But we weren't identifying them at the same time. Right, right, right. Right. So at this point, while we're hiking, there is some elevation loss and gain. But it's very clear that very quickly, we're going to start to approach like a major gain in elevation. And part of the neat thing about this trail is kind of not being able because you're in such a vast area to necessarily be able to tell where the trail is farther up unless you're seeing people on it. And so that was kind of like sometimes you could tell and sometimes you were like, oh, I wonder where we're going next. It seemed like there was about to be some more major elevation gain to get where we were going. And with that, let's take our first break. So we played a ton of One Letter Change on the trail. Mm-hmm. Sam ended up playing with us too. Mm-hmm. So we're going to play some One Letter Change. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've got one. Okay. The feeling of weakness you feel at the end of a hike, after specifically hiking on a thoroughfare through the woods. Is trail one of the words? Yes. Okay. Frail trail? What Tra- is what trail is, frail? Yes. Okay. I'm feeling a little trail frail today. <laughs> Um, okay, so... Um, Things I want to incorporate into my life. I can't <laughs> do that. I'm feeling a little trail frail today. Um, the um, the patron religious figure of Bear and Sherwin-Williams. Sherwin is paint one of the mm-hmm. words? Oh, what is the paint saint? That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. If I were to... Um, cut the part of my hat that extends outward so that I could get more sun, I'd give it a this. What's a brim trim? That's right. If I was um, holding a shirt that was, that exposed my midriff, but I let it fall, it would be this. Is tank one of the words? No. No, it's, um, oh my God, what's a shirt that exposes your midriff? I can only think of a cutoff. Um, Mm-mm. Oh God, help me out with that word. <laughs> um, it's a blank top. No, I, oh, I'm, I'm thinking tank top no, right now. But it's, it's crop top. Oh crop. Oh, it's a crop drop. <laughs> yeah, it's a crop drop. <laughs> crop Great. Drop. There we go. There we yeah. go. Okay, I've got one. Okay. To fart inside <laughs> of your hiking shoe. <laughs> a boot toot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or a boot poot. A boot poot. Yeah. Um, the time on the clock when I'm the saddest and most miser- miserable. All the time is oh, not acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like, do I say it? Will he say it before I say it? Um, I think that's how you spell the word that I'm thinking of. Two things could work, actually. Dower four. What's dower hour? Oh, dower hour. Or sour hour could work, too. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. And that is one letter change. So part of this Highline Trail, there is this Overlook Trail that is optional. Right. That shoots off of the Highline Trail. Yes. It is called the Grinnell Glacier Overlook. That one can take off of the Highline to go be above Grinnell Glacier, which is on the other side of these mountains. Our plan that day was we had looked into it and we were like, well, we're going to be doing the Grinnell Glacier hike the following day. Right. So we don't necessarily need to do this overlook. So that wasn't part of our plan. No. Our plan was to hike the entire thing the one way, as many people do. Yes. All the way across. And down to the loop. To the chalet, 
to the loop with the trail at the loop mm-hmm. and then go down the loop, which we had been, it had been explained to us was like very exposed, very can, steep, very steep can get very hot. Yeah. We were like, well, we certainly would rather go down that than up that. Oh yeah. So actually they were like, yeah, nobody really goes up it. It is the, it's, it's the, the exit. It's the exit. Yeah. But it's like three miles of that. Something like something that. Something like that yeah. anyway. That was our plan. And then we were going to either convince the shuttle to let us get on without having a reservation ahead right. of time. Because this was during COVID. So during COVID, like, we were like, maybe the shuttle might not be that full and they would just let us on if mm. we're kind. Um, or try and hitchhike. Hitchhike. A lot of people stop. The so the loop will let you out at going to the Sun Road. Right. There's the loop trail. parking that's kind of like death-defying parking at the right. loop. Yeah. So the loop is the name of this one part of going to the Sun it's Road. Like the helix, essentially. The helix, exactly. And the trail lets you off right there at the loop. Right. So there's a lot of cars parked there usually who are taking photos and then headed to Logan Pass. Right. So oftentimes you can just ask people and they'll give you a ride to Logan Pass. Right. But we have had some poor hitchhiking experiences. We in have. That we have never managed to hitchhike in the right. parks. It has never worked out for us. No. Hopefully that changes soon. Yeah, I'd love nice. for it to change mm-hmm. and end up, you know, in a lovely way and not yeah. like in a terrifying thing. No, anyway, no, no. I know people hitchhike all the time. Yeah. That was our plan, but not Sam's plan. No. Sam's plan was to hike all the way to the Grinnell Glacier Overlook to hike up it. And then because she was heading out that day to hike all the way back to the car at Logan Pass to basically just reverse. We knew at some point that we were going to diverge on our hike. Right. That was the plan anyway. That was the plan. Yeah. So there's this one spot on the Highline Trail called Haystack Pass. Right. And it's kind of like the middle point of the High Line. Right. But it felt like it could be more of like, oh, we're almost to the end. Oh, we're almost there. I mean, this trail is long. I mean, long. it's incredibly gorgeous we'll and beautiful. We'll take the majority of the day. But we'll take the majority of the day. And so Sam was tracking on her phone like her mileage. And she's like, no, this isn't it. This has got to be Haystack. So... As I was saying before our break, it was very evident that we had some elevation to gain. And of course, we're going like, maybe we'll just hike really fast and we'll do like seven miles in 10 minutes. Yeah. Which never happens. No. Ever. No. Unless you're the Flash. (laughs) Right. Right. But that's what we want to happen. I don't know who's hiking seven miles in 10 minutes. But that's what I'm saying. We're like, oh, we're going to hike it so fast. We're going to get there in five minutes. Yeah. Which is never the case. Yeah. There are a few switchbacks here. Like yes. that we have to do. You kind of come into this like valley or this like, um, yeah, it's like a valley between peaks. You sort of start to wind your way up and you end up seeing the pass as you're approaching it. A pass um, is sort of like a horseshoe is how it's called. They'll often describe, they'll often just call them horseshoes, mm-hmm. but uh, it's like uh, not a, a saddle. horseshoe, a saddle. Yeah. That's what I meant I to say. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> A saddle. Yeah. A pass is like that. Like between two peaks, there's this like saddle in between yeah. that you go over the saddle. Mm-hmm. That's what we were working with here. Yeah. And this was the first time we started to feel and like see some real incline. Real in- ascent. Yes, for sure. But it, again, it's so beautiful. We also are here. We're starting to see more snow. All the snow hadn't melted out yet. So we have to cross these snow fields here and there, which again, it's like a major sweeping descent. It's a hill. It's yeah. it's sloped, but on your left. 
So if you fall, <laughs> you're sliding down That's the snow right. field, essentially. Right. So that was interesting to have to do that. There were some young people behind us yeah. in line who were behind me and Sam at this point in time. Yeah, because I was up ahead. Surprise. <laughs> we ended up talking about Haleakala. And like we talked about like lots of different trails and lots of different parks and what our favorite ones were. Yeah. And someone asked me and I said, I think it's sliding sands yeah. in Haleakala. A couple of them had done it. They were like 19 and 20 years old. Yeah. They were on a college trip or something sure. like that. College aged people trip. <laughs> so remember Let's those? Let's date ourselves <laughs> a little bit more. Remember those? Mm-hmm. They're university mm-hmm. students on holiday. <laughs> 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 We do make it up and over Haystack Pass. It's around this time we can start seeing this lake in the distance mm-hmm. across on the other side. And yeah, by that I mean mountains. through the mountains. As in, we're hiking the High Line. Below us is going to the Sun Road. Mm-hmm. And then there's like way across the way is other mountains. Right. And so a we, lake in between these two peaks, essentially, you right. can see. We can see, like, up high, there's a lake between these two peaks. Mm-hmm. We didn't know it at the time, but it was the Lower St. Mary's Lake. Right. So that was what it was called. We didn't know what it was called at the time. You know, we were thinking, oh, is that Flathead Lake? Oh, is that, like, McDonald's? You know, there were right. that later was corrected um, for us. This is, again, a section of more stretches and curves. Once we, once you get through the saddle, you sort of do a little bit of a descent down, and you're a little lower, still in the shadow. We're, at this point, we get through the Haystack Pass a, a little around, like, 7.50, 8 o'clock. Again, we have to cross some more snowfields. These sweeping views still in the distance that are truly, you know, spectacular and gorgeous. There are... Alpine trees, there's wildflowers dotting the trail here and there. There are other sections where you have to sort of like go around a cliff. You're like, oh, I wonder where the trail's going to go after that. And then as soon as you round the cliff, it sort of like reveals itself again. There's also like waterfall runoff happening mm-hmm. yep. at different corners. Yes. Yeah. Corners sort of do end up yeah. happening here along the High Line. And, yeah. then, and they've made it so that like it runs underneath the trail. Sometimes it's splashing onto the trail. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. The, at this point, we're hiking with fewer and fewer people. It seems like we've sort but of it like... Is now the three of us. Broken from the pack. And yes, it is now the three of us. Us and Sam, and we are now a crew of people. Mm -hmm. And with that, let's take our second break. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage... Anna Graham. Anna Graham. Mm -hmm. Relative of Martha. (laughs) Relative of Martha. Uh Anna Graham. Mm -hmm. Um, What kind of queen is Anna Graham? She's a a word queen. She, I feel like... Um, all of her, um, I feel like every drag queen is a, is a word, qu- in sure. a wordplay queen. Sure. Right? Of course. But I feel like she is a queen that all of her outfits look like crossword puzzles. <laughs> 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 um, it's a lot of black and white squares. I don't know why I'm feeling that. And things that look like lined paper because she, she's an English teacher queen. I see. Mm-hmm. I see. She's a friend to all the young queers. <laughs> Because your English teacher, your English teacher <laughs> is high school is one of your first allies, <laughs> right? Exactly. You know, I saw we both saw this on the internet. Like somebody was like, "Well, the first ally for any young queer person is their English teacher," and I was like, 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Mm-hmm. I can think of at least four English teachers yeah. that were allies yeah. for me. At yeah, least. definitely. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you, English teachers. Keep it up. You're a safe space. Critically, for, critically underpaid and critically undervalued. Critically underpaid, undervalued, <laughs> but you are a safe space for so many young queer people. It's true. Anna Graham. Yeah, I feel like she also, she's got to have like graham cracker shots as her merch or something like that. Graham cracker shots. Maybe the glasses are made of graham cracker. Graham cracker. (laughs) And Uh then it's like a dessert shot. Like a Kahlua shot. Dessert shot with some graham cracker. Or a key lime pie shot. Oh, Yum. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Other career mud designing slide. shots. Mudslide shot. You got me with mudslide. <laughs> you got me with um. I mean, anything that could involve Bailey's, mm-hmm. and I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Yeah. Anna Graham. Mm-hmm. I do like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like she. Um. Oh my gosh. Oh, I have a really great idea for go, her. Go for it. Right. Like as per what an anagram is, mm-hmm. it's when you take the letters of one thing and mm-hmm. rearrange them. You can yeah. make them into something else right so i think she could do this whole like tribute to her queer students where she like comes out and like she like has the word silent written on like somewhere on her outfit mm-hmm. and as she like does this performance through a song which is probably something like um i will survive mm-hmm. mixed with born this way mm-hmm. mixed with i'm coming out mm-hmm. mixed with rain on me i don't know <laughs> That, just like, spitballing your the letters get rearranged uh-huh. into the word listen. Mm. And then, like, her outfit also becomes really colorful. Oh. So, I like go- that. moving from a place of silent to listen. Mm-hmm. Because that is actually an anagram. Mm-hmm. The word silent I like that. into Look the word you. listen. Look at you know. thinking things. Thinking things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's what I feel like. Okay. And I feel like she would probably... I feel like she would... <laughs> She would just be like, everybody gets free copies of the Velvet Rage mm. <laughs> or something. Sure. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Anna Graham. We're trekking along on the Highline Trail. We had a moment where Sam like hung back for a second and it was just the two of us. Yeah. yeah. And we got to chat and she had mentioned, she was like, I'm not descending the loop because yeah. it's just... It's so exposed, so hot. I have to get back to the car. And then you had an idea. And I said, why do the loop where there is a chance after hiking 11.8 miles that we may not be able to hitchhike, that we may not be able to get on the shuttle, that we may in fact have to hike back another 11.8 miles, making our grand total for that day 23.6 miles. And let me tell you when all <laughs> Did you shrivel and die at that of moment? Of me shriveled up and sort of... Because the thing was this, Hmm. if we hiked down the loop, for me personally, there was no going back. There was not going back. I was going to either walk the road, which don't walk the road, don't ever walk the road. But that's what I was thinking. I was like, I would rather walk the road than do that again. But no, for me, it was like hitchhiking was the only option and we were going to make it happen. And you were afraid that it wouldn't end up happening because of our track record with hitchhiking. Right. And also because I just live in pessimism at all times. Right. And I was like, well, I'm not. Dower hour forever. Right. If we climb down the loop, we're not climbing back Right. Up. So, yeah. but you said, why don't we just do Sam's plan? Yeah. And like go up to the overlook and then go back to Logan Pass. Yeah. Like it would add like a few more miles. Yeah. But then, but I was like, yeah. And then we would get to hang out with Sam more. Yeah. So and let's, we were like, kindred, we were like kindred spirits. Yeah. Let's go. Let's yeah. do it. 
This did mean that our hike was going to go from 11.8 miles in total to about 15 and a half in yeah. total. Yeah. But at that point, 11.8 and 15 and a half basically right. feel the same. And at this point, too, we felt pretty good. We came to a point on the trail where we are sort of rounding these corners and you start to see more of what's happening and kind of up ahead like this is like a little bit more of like an open forested section of the trail um, where it's just exposed there's this peak that is very visible as we're hiking along there's also marmots on the trail there is a marmot <laughs> yeah. okay so do refer to our instagram if you want to see photos of the marmots marmot. that we saw yeah said marmot <laughs> So cute. Mm -hmm. Don't pet Don't them. Don't pet them. Don't touch them. Marmots are definitely creatures that want your food. Baby wolverines. A little, yeah, like a baby wolverine, but like cute. Cute, yeah. A, a wolverine adorable, and a Adorable, cute, and like a, with a little bit of like raccoon mm -hmm. energy. Mm -hmm. um, everything about them makes you want to cuddle them like they are a little kitty don't. cat. But don't. Not a no. good thing for them or you. No. Do take photos. Yeah. And don't feed them. Right. Don't feed them because Just then like they will depend wildlife. on your food. Right. Yes. So no. So yeah. So like I said, there's this peak in the distance that we're seeing and we're starting to notice that the sun is getting much closer based off of like the light just shining behind it like to rising uh, and cresting yes. above the peaks of where we're at on the trail as we are walking too we start to notice that in the distance there is this building now we had seen some people that had come back that were hiking looked like they were through through hiking based off of their bags that they had on and they were like oh no we were staying at the chalet we're like oh that's really cool and so they talked about like what that experience is like and you can actually like book to stay in the chalet you would hike the high line to it stay there maybe for a night or two nights and then head back or head down the loop what have you it's pretty primitive it's pre i would imagine it's a very cool experience i'd to love be able to, to do, do it that. i'd love to do it um becky says it's wonderful yeah, to do it yeah um we definitely are talking a lot more about um we had a lot of conversations in our campsite. Based our campsite of... was... Okay, let's talk about our campsite yeah. for a second. Yeah. Right? We haven't dug in here. Yeah. We yeah. haven't yet. Our campsite at... Um, Johnson of St. Mary's. Johnson of St. Mary's. Lovely experience for the most part. Mm -hmm. Well, our first night on the ground, there were two young women who were definitely in, still in college, mm -hmm. like on a road trip by yeah. themselves. Yeah. And they were telling us some of the hikes they did. Yeah. And like, we talked to them the second night, almost everybody staying changed in this over. area changed over. And then there was this big sort of circle around a campfire mm -hmm. that we got invited to. Mm -hmm. And we sat down and chatted with these yeah. folks, fascinating people from all over the yeah, place. Someone who very was different stories um, all the way to Alaska. That but was they were in all the in there. Guard. Like, 30s yeah 40s yeah. some of them um, yeah there were a lot of conversations about different religions, religions. and different air quotes religion <laughs> and different air quotes religions right yes that we'll just leave there which we'll made leave it there very because interesting. we're not interested yeah. in um in uh the energy that they were bringing to these conversations right. however i was fascinated by how much opinion there was oh yeah about air quotes religion specifically one type of religion right over in the um west uh which also led us to, this led us to talking about scientology right which um was also fascinating fascinating i lost a friend to scientology i've never seen her ever again mm. and that's sort of the end but um <laughs> uh we were talking about this 
Sam also had some insight on Scientology. Yeah. You also had some. We, right. It was a fascinating conversation was. on the trail at this mm-hmm. time. As we're kind of rounding and, and seeing the chalet and getting closer, we're kind of lost in this conversation. We start to enter in this sort of like straightaway path, sort of as, looks like it's going to sh- take us straight to the chalet because it is in the distance. There's tons of wildflowers, just very green kind of like field, sloped fields here with like rock interspersed moraine and things like that. But then we see in the distance, it looks like people aren't going to the chalet. It looks like they're hooking a right off of the trail. That peak that I had mentioned before, it looks like that is sort of what they're headed up to. And Um, that we quickly realized was in fact, the Grinnell Glacier Overlook Trail. Let's put just this section of the Highline on the Karen Stone scale. That's right, folks. This is a two-part episode. This is so. a two-part episode. Yeah. So we are we're talking about what it's like to hike the Highline Trail from Logan Pass to, to basically the chalet and um, the Overlook Juncture. Gracier Overlook Juncture. Yeah. And so, um, what would you say, Mike? I would say that this is a pretty solid seven. It was challenging, but very enjoyable. Not grueling. I agree. Yeah. I'm actually even going to say a six. Okay. I remember this whole section, save for like kind of the incline at Haystack. Yeah. Fairly easy up and down the yeah. whole time. 13 out of 20 Karen Stones. And so now let's end this episode like we end all of our episodes. With some Jeopardy style trivia. All right. Who wants to start? I'll start. So my Jeopardy is titled Made in New Jersey because... Oh. We were just like living our lives in New Jersey over this trip, um, despite not being in the state. I thought it was funny that we ran into Sam and that she was also from New Jersey. So in an homage to the state of my birth and the state of your residency, <laughs> yes, your now state of living, um, this Jeopardy category is titled Made in New Jersey. And it's all about things that were invented in or made in New Jersey. Great. Great. I'm here okay. for it. Great. So um, for 100, this classic board game is based upon the streets of a southern New Jersey beach town known for gambling and pleasure. What is Monopoly? Correct. For 200. And it's Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. That's right. This confection was invented in Atlantic City, New Jersey, supposedly after a giant storm flooded and completely soaked a stock of candy. What is the chocolate chip cookie? Incorrect. Oh, what is saltwater taffy? That is correct. There we go. go. I got it. For 300, originally conceived as wallpaper and created by sealing two shower curtains together, which created tiny pockets of air, this New Jersey invention has made shipping easier since its creation in 1957. What is bubble wrap? Correct. Wow. Didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Would have never guessed that. For 400, in 1897, Dr. John T. Dorrance created a condensed version of a hot meal that made this mm-mm good company possible. What is Campbell's soup? What is canned condensed soup? Canned condensed yep. soup. Okay, great. And for 500, in the early 1900s, David T. Kennedy was granted nine patents that eventually evolved into a machine that is indispensable in cleaning, especially for high traffic area or the wall-to-wall variety of this flooring. What is a vacuum cleaner? That's correct. Great. And there you go. That's made in New Jersey. Awesome. Speaking of made in New Jersey, my category, it's not called made in New Jersey. Um, my category. It's called made in Manhattan. And it's all about the Jennifer Lo- 
J-Lo film. Okay. The Jennifer J-Lo film. The Jennifer J-Lo film. Okay. <laughs> it's not about Made in Manhattan. Okay. However, Made in Manhattan is a romantic comedy that involves the meet cute. Oh. And we had an absolute organic meet cute mm-hmm. with Sam on the trail. So that has inspired this category. Great. This category is all about meet cutes and romantic comedy films. But meat is spelled M-E-A-T. So it's all about <laughs> it's how all about beef. I got to meet my beef. <laughs> right. So in this category, I'm going to describe the meet cute I'm using the character names not the actor names okay uh, and you just have to name the film great okay so for 100 Mary gets her high heel stuck in a manhole cover in the middle of a street while a dumpster flies down the street but she is rescued by a handsome doctor named Steve and love at first sight begins oh my gosh um and they get harder as they go along but anyway I thought this I was know, the easiest I know, one. I know this, um, but I can't think of it. I'll say this. Love at first sight begins when she has to plan their wedding. Oh, what is the wedding plan? That is right. Okay. <laughs> so it is, <laughs> it is J-Lo. That is Jennifer it's all J-Lo. J-Lo. Jennifer J-Lo Lowens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, for 200. Lowens Lopez. Gosh, I can't talk. <laughs> when Iris and Amanda meet in a chat room for home swap, this story takes off as they switch homes over Christmas and love ensues. What is the movie I'm going to watch when we're done recording? (laughs) The Holiday. That's right. (laughs) God, I love that movie. Okay, for 300, when Margaret, a high-powered book editor, is threatened with deportation, she guilts her assistant Andrew into pretending to be her fiancé so that she might get a green card. After a trip to meet his family, particularly his eccentric grandmother in Alaska, they ultimately do fall in love. What is the proposal? That is correct. Mm -hmm. For 400. With Sandy Bullock. Right. When ticket attendant Lucy sees Jack, a handsome man she sees every day at her ticket window, get pushed onto the tracks of her Chicago subway platform, she jumps onto the tracks, rescues him, and is then mistaken for his fiance. What is the movie I'll be watching after the holiday? (laughs) (laughs) Which is what is while you were sleeping. That is correct. Also a wonderful romantic comedy. You can call Gloria my mom because that's her favorite movie of all time. We'll talk. Of all time. Great. Okay, and finally for 500. When world-renowned actress Anna Scott wanders into William Thacker's travel bookshop, they share a lovely moment that is then tarnished a few minutes later when he bumps into her and spills juice on her. After going back to his apartment and sharing a kiss, she later, through a phone call, invites him to her hotel, where he is to pretend to be a member of the press and says he's from the magazine Horse and Hound. What is... Notting Hill. Yes, the third movie you're going to watch That's this right. afternoon. It is after just a romantic recording. comedy session over here today. It is. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Justin Ballard, and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gaze at the national parks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gaze at the national parks.com. That's gaze, G A Z E. All original artwork 
featured on Instagram, on our website, and in the gay shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fordgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we are on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Ocean County, New Jersey.